Mabrika Tau. Welcome and hello. This is Behike Sanakori, and I'm going to change the format of the show a little bit. When we continue on the segments, I will be starting with a ceremonial remembrance. So, as I said in the last show of the eight directions, we center ourselves, we take our spiritual goa, which was the planting stake of a point, and we dig in the soil that we call our Earth Mother, and we plant that seed, that decimal point, that's in the middle of Atabe. And there we plant that potential that will eventually become life. The circle that surrounds the decimal point represents creation, the cosmos. It's not just a beginning, it's not just the end, but it always, always is. We remember the four directions our celestial grandfathers, Deminan, and the nameless three brothers. They represent the stability of our culture. And remember four other directions, the in-between. We remember the animal world, Kahubaba. We remember the mineral world, Emako Kael. We remember the plant world, Nadigo. And we remember, always honor the humanity, which is a gift. Wahayona, the cultural hero representing the male. And Guabonito, representing the female medicine woman. So I'd like to thank once again, many blessings to you all. Today I want to speak about something very interesting. You know, Christopher Columbus brings us to a, a, a point of disgust because he was commissioned by the Spanish crown, Isabel and Ferdinand, to, to look for food. Look for that, that Indian uh, tr- food I guess the uh, the food trade and what happened was as we all know he got lost and he ended up in our great islands in the Caribbean which later on will go to down in history as the destruction of the Indies but not an extermination of the Indies of our people the Taino indigenous Caribbean and all other tribal people who live in this Caribbean the Galinago and so on we are still here so I want to talk about the journals that Columbus kept and namely today I want to speak about his second voyage you know it was Batalame de las Casas and Ferdinand Columbus that recorded these voyages and uh, I shouldn't say they, they revised and edited the voyages that Columbus Christopher had uh, documented in the second voyage around 1493 through 96 we're introduced to a historical figure named Ramon Pani and he was commissioned by Columbus to learn as much as he could about the ancient ways and the worldview of our ancestors and basically um, his whole goal was to record it document it give it to Columbus so Columbus can use it as a a weapon of war to divide the people and that's what happened but he was very unsuccessful eventually he got arrested for the atrocities because of his influence in the Spanish court 
and his connections. He was released, but forever disgraced this Christopher Columbus. He tried to sue the Spanish royals 10% of everything that was gained through the, through the invasion. He lost that bid, and his descendants after his death also sued or petitioned the royal court to get that 10%, and they also failed. But the original text that Ramon, that Ramon Panay wrote is not in existence anymore. So we have an Italian transcript um, that was uh, found in Venice in 1571 by Alfonso Villoa. And this is what we have. If you read the original text, it's very difficult. A lot of the language, the Taino language, had to be eventually deciphered. But basically... Uh, in this transcript, we have uh, insights into what uh, Ramon Panay found, but we won't we won't get much into that. But also in this transcript, you also find some observations by Christopher Columbus, which is amazing. And and this is his view, his reaction to what he said was the Taino religion. So these are the points I'm going to talk today about what he observed. In his journals, he refers to Cuba as the mainland. Now he noticed some statues that we call semis. He saw them in uh, in Canes that were only reserved for the Bejique and the Cacique to enter. And they were stored there and they were fed and kept. Uh, he, f- he saw that they had round dishes on top of the head of the semis with a powder which we refer to as cojoba and is consumed through inhalation uh, and what he observed was that when the Bejico Gacique consumed this uh, this medicine they were it went into a drunken state and this is when they would name the semi another point observed and some semis will honor more than others. This is what Columbus observed. Um, he also said that many of the caciques were boasting of their semis and and to other caciques and other people. So he now I I wouldn't say the word boasting, but maybe the, you know, showing pride and honor that there was a connection made with the semi. Um the the cane was guarded especially against Christians. Most likely there was a lot of dishonoring that went on and destruction, as many of the Christians view this as uh, satanic. Um, The chief was caught uh, deceiving. There was a deception that the Spanish uh, documented, uh, especially in Ramon Panay's account, of the people, uh, excuse me, not the people, the Bejique and the Cacique, colluding to have a semi that was hollowed out and then the cacique um, would talk to this semi and then the semi would talk back and behind the semi there was uh, a person that was talking or the vehicle was talking through a tube so it sounded like the semi was talking back to the cacique um, so the Spanish revealed this and they exposed this uh, what they call trickery what I like to say my interpretation was this is uh, when the 
cacique, un vejique, will consume the cojoba, they will activate the DMT, and they will receive visions, uh, answers to their questions, and then they will have an elaborate public ceremony in which the revelation, the visions will be revealed, the answers. Maybe it was a time of war, time of famine, and they would talk to their semis through the cojoba, um, and then they would share it with the people, what they learned. And the Spanish saw this as trickery. I, I see it as as perfect sense. Call it the call it perfect theater or whatever you want to call it. What's important is they they were sharing the knowledge. Uh, according to Columbus, only the caciques were able to speak to the semis. Um, he noticed that a cacique had three stones that that he or she revered, and one stone was uh, related to uh, vegetable growth, the plant growth. Another one was childbearing of women, of the women. And the other stone represented uh, to obtain water during his times of drought. And these stones were taken uh, were taken by Columbus and was sent back to Spain. He also um, ordered, I mean, he also viewed a cacique burial in which they will open up the body of the deceased cacique and they will burn him to preserve. Uh, preserve the cacique and hold through fire or sometimes they will only take the head and preserve it burials were done in caves they witnessed and and they will give offerings of water and bread in the gores, cassava bread others burnt alive in canes in the cane the cacique lived um, there was an observation that um, as the cacique was dying, they will burn the cane, and at and at very at the point of death, they will strangle the cacique. This is what was observed. Um, I haven't really gotten into that yet, but um, that's something to really look at. They mentioned about the hamaca. That they will put water and bread in the hamaca, which was. Um, the hamaca of the cacique that slept they were wrapping him up with that you see that some petroglyphs with the netting a lot of people interpret that as a baby um, and they will definitely leave the head alone um, the sick the sick caciques dictated how they want to die this was observed as well there was mention um, of an afterlife that was shared to to Columbus, and uh, there was a Gaonabu account of of his historical uh, death. And what he mentioned before his death, before he was captured, uh, his own country has a place. That's what he mentioned, a valley. There he will find his relatives, his ancestors. They will eat. They will have uh, sexual delight, relationships, recreation. And the fourth point is immortality of the soul was mentioned. So Columbus commissioned Ramon Panay 
He was of the order of St. Jerome to learn what he could about this religion. So what Columbus saw was definitely uh, something that was intriguing to him so he can use against them. So what did Ramon Panay discover in his studies? He's discovered that Tainos pray to Semis, which are found in Bohios. So every Bohio, not just the Cane, Bohios has Semis. And this was part of their private collection and probably private ceremonies they did, um, which wasn't overseed by the Bejique or the um, Cacique, but most likely the, the Semi they had was uh, approved by the Bejique. And each semi was honored in their own fashion, which is awesome. It shows that independence. Um, they did mention uh, in Panay's work a very, very high semi, high authority semi, who was immortal, invisible, and had a mother. He had no beginning, and his name was Yokahu Bagua Malakoti. Now, the mother we can interpret as Atabe, the feminine principle. Also named Mamona, Guacarapita, Suimaco, and Leia. So we can see is Atabe had uh, five names, five names. One, two, three, four, five. So Atabe, which we known in La Mujer de Caguana, when you go to Puerto Rico, Borinquen, you will go to the um, Babate. And I can't think of the town right now. I just went totally blank. It's in Hayuya. If anyone's listening, hit me up. I, I can't believe I said this like a million times. And I can't remember it now. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really hilarious. I can't think of the name. But it's in Hayuya. And Mamona, definitely Mamona, which represents the moon, the universal mother. And Wa, Carapita, represents the light from the moon. It helps the crops grow at night. Suimako, it's the rainy season, which represents, once again, growth, potential to life, creation. And then uh, Leia, which is the numinous. I uh, just want to add also that Guacarapita um, de la Casas understood as um, Atabe's brother. It's documented. He thought it was her brother. So that's just an interesting point that we know him as Guacal. But actually, it, it represents the, the rightness and how the light of the full moon helps vegetables grow so check it oh wait I want to add also there was a famous uh, Spanish historian Peter Martyr he also uh, gave his two cents of what he what he learned from the La Casa so Lord of the Yuca Bagua water the ocean and Marocoti with no beginning so now we have this dualism of feminine and masculine energy, mother and son. Very interesting. I know the Spanish play with this, and they took away Atabe and they put the Virgin Mary. They took away Yokahu and they put Jesus. 
So there's a lot of that that went on, but that's for another show. In Bane's work, there is the creation stories. And I won't get much into that now. I did it, I kind of hinted at it in other shows. But there was a lot of stuff that he learned that we can learn from these creation stories. Um, and I won't get much into that too much. But basically, there's a little introduction. Uh, Columbus did get some insights, and I shared it just before. And Ramon Pane gave further insights because he was commissioned. He was a friar. Historians say he was probably a lay friar. That means he was able to marry or he took some vows not to marry to be celibate. We won't get into that much, but basically he was a representative of the church um, and so on. So next show, I'm going to go into the creation stories briefly. Just throw some gold, gold nuggets at you. And so you could uh, enjoy and you can do your own research. It's very important to do your own research. So remember, if you can get a hand of Columbus's journals, that's that that's some precious uh, gold nuggets right there because it helps us understand it. And I don't I don't want to throw the term gold nuggets out there as uh, as invoking some bad memories of the slave slavery and and the gold excavation from the rivers that led to uh, cutting of hands and cutting of noses by Columbus. But I want to add it as we can take a gold nugget and turn it into an earring, earplug, a guanine, which was worn by caciques, some beautiful jewelry that we didn't see as valuable. But the Europeans did. And why didn't we see it as valuable? Because there was so much of it. And when Columbus saw it, he went crazy, which is an indicator that as humans, if we become obsessed with a certain object like gold, it can bring us ruin. And that's what happened. It brought us ruin. So thank you all for listening. This is uh, part one. I'm going to talk about Christopher Columbus, De La Casa, Peter Martyr, uh, and what's that dude's name? You know, my memory is kind of shoddy today. Uh, oh, Ramon Pane, of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's Columbus's observations I shared before. And Ramon Pane is going to go deep into it. And as later on, we're going to learn about Talame La Casa has had his two cents to put into it. So like to thank you all blessings to you all thank you for tuning in and if you have any questions please write me at tainoradio1491 at gmail.com that's tainoradio1491 at gmail.com and Hayuya and what is that town send me a message it was in Hayuya, Caguana, one of our ancient bates, our oldest bate. I mean, not our oldest, our newest bate that was created around 1,000, excuse me, 900 to 1,000 common era. Please hit me up.
what modern town am I talking about? It's a Taino word. It's in Hayuya blank. Let me know. Taino Radio 1491 at gmail.com. This is Vehike Sanakori. What's up? Thank you. <laughs>